Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Tonight on Ram Showcase, we could see a 17-game season very soon. Plus, what's the real source of the Rams' struggles? And later, the Rams' offensive line has a tough task this week. We preview Bears at Rams, next on Ram Showcase. Welcome to Ram Showcase on Sports War Radio. What is going on, Rams fans? Welcome back to another edition of Ram Showcase right here on Sports War Radio. I am your host, Joe Branham, but you can and should call me Sheriff Joe Bags, laying down the law for you guys tonight. We do have some interesting news to get into, and I am bringing back a segment that I missed myself, and that is Under the Ridgetop. We will be talking about that, uh, which is mainly, it's mainly my place to give you guys some of my opinions. I know I don't give a lot of my opinions. I... I try to just give you guys enough information to form your own because you guys are all smart enough to do that. I believe in every single one of you guys. Uh, before we get started, uh, if you guys want to keep up with the Ram Showcase and all of the latest Los Angeles Rams news, make sure you guys follow the Ram Showcase social media pages. That would be at Ram Showcase on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Ram Showcase. You can follow myself as well if you like things that are funny. Uh, at Sheriff Joe Bags on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Sheriff Joe Bags. Try to keep it pretty simple for you guys. Uh, let's go ahead and get into this news, though. Uh, we have some interesting news to talk about. We know that the, the NFL and the NFLPA have been negotiating this new CBA, Collective Bargaining Agreement, for quite some time. And for a while, it seemed like, the, like, like a lockout was basically inevitable. Now... Not so much. It's looking like this could get done. Uh, but if you would have asked me a year ago, two years ago, if I would have thought there would have been a lockout, I would have said 100% there was about to be a lockout. Like, it's not gonna, it's not gonna work out. So with the, the, what I had mentioned earlier, the little tease that I gave you guys, 17 game season is what we're looking at. And this could be very interesting. So, uh, the NFL and the L- NFLPA are on track to finalize a new collective bargaining agreement that would include a 17-game season. There are still hurdles 
involving a 17-game season. Mainly those hurdles are coming from the NFLPA side saying that, you know, these players are getting paid for 16-game regular seasons. And also the fact of the you're just putting your bodies out there now for more injury risks and all that. Uh, there was talks a couple years ago, and I don't think that this is the case involved in this uh, negotiation right now, of going to an 18-game season but 12-minute quarters, which would have ultimately reduced the number of minutes that each team plays every every or every season, but there would have been more games. I don't know how you guys feel about that. Uh, I didn't necessarily love it, you know, coming in and out of a game in, you know, two hours and 15 minutes, two hours and 30 minutes. I don't... I don't think it's, it needs to be an event. You know, this is the NFL. This is a big, big deal. So that's kind of how I feel about that. But uh, the 17 game regular season could force every NFL team to play at a neutral site game. This is something that's being talked about, which would mean the international series would probably see a significant jump. Or we could see some other random games, you know, maybe like a, a Rams versus Bucks played in. Uh, you know, Oklahoma or something. I'm just tossing stuff out, but that is kind of what's being talked about right now. And there are rumors that this could include two bye weeks, which would ultimately mean that the regular season is increased from 17 weeks to 19 weeks with 17 games being played in the regular season. This also is being kind of negotiated in here as well of shortening the preseason. I know... Uh, a lot of us feel like four games is a little bit much for a preseason, and it's looking like it could drop down to two, especially if we get a 17-game regular season. So on the NFLPA side, I know that their their points are injuries and everything like that. Uh, ultimately, there's one less game. You know, we're only adding one regular season game, but reducing two preseason games. So there's only one more game, and we get a longer NFL season, which I don't think a lot of us would be that upset about. I know I wouldn't be that upset being able to watch the Rams a little bit more often. That is my happy place, is watching the Rams, much like most of you guys, I'm pretty sure. Let's see here. Next up, uh, week 16. This game has been undetermined as far as the time slot. Not anymore. The Rams and 49ers. This is 49ers at the LA Rams. Uh, this game will be kicking off at 5.15 LA time on Saturday, December 21st. So we get a primetime game leading up to Christmas, which will be pretty cool. This will be a nice game to pull out my, my Rams ugly Christmas sweater. I got a couple of different Rams Santa hats I can choose from. So that'll be my getup for that game, which will be kind of fun, I guess. You know, uh, uh, Christmas is a great time. It's fun and stuff. So we got that going for us, but we got that game scheduled now. Finally, it was going to be the Rams and 49ers are going to be part of the triple header that will be on NFL Network on Saturday, December 21st. So make your plans. Make them up because we got plenty of time now. I'm, I'm glad that they determined the time slot of this game as early as they did, especially for you travelers that like to go to the games. There's one guy I know. I've met him a couple times in Denver just going to the Rams games up there. He goes to every single Rams game. Whether it's in London, he was on his way to Mexico, he goes to all the home games, road games. It's, it's awesome. I love to see that stuff. You guys could probably see his RWO flag waving at every NFL stadium. He's got pictures for days from all these players and stuff. Really cool stuff. Just absolutely living the life. I don't want to blast his name because I don't know if he's comfortable with me doing that. I didn't talk to him about that before, but if he can hear me, if you, he knows who it is. If you can hear me, man, then... 
Uh, I, I love it. I'm envious. I wish I could with school, work, podcast, all that stuff. I need to be home a lot more than I'm not at home, which is unfortunate, but also in a way perfect for my lifestyle. Well, let's see. Let's get into some more news here. Aaron Donald. We all know Aaron Donald. He has taken an ownership stake in Ready Nutrition. Ready Nutrition is a Pennsylvania-based startup that makes protein-infused sports drinks, protein powder, and snacks. The founder of of uh, Ready Nutrition believes that the total sales within 12 months will be, quote-unquote, well above nine figures. So if Aaron Donald wasn't rich enough, it looks like he could be getting uh, another payday outside of the NFL, which is ultimately exactly what all, what a lot of these guys should be doing. You know, like, uh, I always think back to Rob Gronkowski and guys like J.J. Watt also, where they barely spend, if any, of their contract money. All the money they make from the NFL goes into an account just locked away. But these guys have a big enough name that they can get involved in other things uh, commercials or sponsorships or any anything like that, or Aaron, like Aaron Donald becoming a, a part owner in Ready Nutrition, uh, setting up that life after football and also being able to, especially a guy like Aaron Donald, Gronkowski, or Watt, I mean, they're, they've made plenty of money in the NFL or will have made plenty of money in the NFL uh, that once they're done playing, they can absolutely live comfortably for the rest of their life. So Aaron Donald taking that step as well. Uh, so Aaron Donald, you know, he's a champion on and off the field and everything he touches is basically, well, it might break because he's so strong, but uh, e- either way, everything Aaron Donald touches is usually probably is pretty good. Usually uh, Rams wide receiver Brandon Cooks uh, posts on Instagram how excited he is to play again. And the, the reason that I'm even mentioning this to you guys uh, to play again this season. And the reason I'm mentioning this is he's kind of downplaying the rumors that people like myself have kind of, un- uh, I didn't try to start this rumor, but I totally participated in it unintentionally, uh, that Brandon Cooks could retire soon. And uh, he's kind of, you know, just putting that to bed a little bit, that uh, that he will be not playing football anymore. You know, five concussions within just the last couple years, uh, second this year within a month, and uh, of course he will be missing uh, his second game. And so that's, a, a, I mean, he got the bye week and two games that he'll be missing. Uh, so the concussion, definitely no joke. And a lot of the stuff that we are beginning to learn about concussions and, and the long-term effects of those, I uh, pretty much all I said, and not I wasn't trying to start any rumors or anything, but all I said was that I wouldn't be upset if he retired because ultimately this is his life that we're speaking about it's no longer about touchdowns. It's no longer about stats. It's his life. And you got to take care of that, obviously. So I wouldn't be mad if he retired. But that was kind of what I said. And a couple people took that uh, and ran with it. So I guess you got, I got to get used to that. I've You would think I would be by now, but I'm not. But uh, that's really all, all I was doing on that end. But Brandon Cook's making it public that uh, that's not what he is looking to do. Uh, so let's look at percentages here. All right, uh, this is the the Rams lost to the Steelers. It's kind of interesting because, you know, you, you end that game. I know a lot of Steelers fans, uh, if you guys watched, I did my little, I did a pregame uh, Facebook Live on the Rams Showcase Facebook with Travis Herco of Smoke Em If You Got Em, and he's a Steelers fan. We kind of talked there, and then I actually was was on that podcast last week as well, 
And it's it's really interesting, though, talking to these guys after that game, because the game ended and both teams walked away with five and four records on the Rams side of the five and four record. It almost feels like the sky's falling a little bit. And part of that is the fact that the, the Rams are looking up to two pretty strong teams this year in the standings. But it also is the fact that the offensive line has suffered some injuries it's something that the Rams have been able to get away with in the last couple of years is not getting beat up with a bunch of injuries, but now it's kind of starting to come at them a little bit. So we're kind of dealing with that. Jared Goff hasn't necessarily looked amazing. It, it seems like McVay is call, calling rough plays. You know, it seems like he's kind of just trying some stuff out. And so our five and four record feels terrible, you know, especially I think uh, I think a lot of it's coming off of a Super Bowl in a season that the Rams offense felt like it couldn't be stopped. And then we come out of a game where the the defense tripled the amount of points that the offense scored. So it's it's kind of just a weird feeling. No one really knows what the Rams identity is. Are we a passing team? You know, why are certain people not touching the football at certain times of the game? And on the Steelers side, I, they started 0-3, and, and for them to be at 5-4 and right now is a big deal. And, they're, I mean, 5-1 in their last six games, that's really impressive. It's just really interesting to me to see the two different sides of a 5-4 and record. You got the Steelers, who are stoked to be 5-4, and and you got the Rams, who feel like 5-4 and is not where they wanted to be at, and they have a big uphill climb to get to where they do want to be at. So looking at percentages going into the game against the Steelers, the Rams were looking at about a 38% chance to make it to the postseason. That number has dropped now after that loss to 22%. The Rams are sitting with just a 1% chance to win their division or to get a first round bye. And with a win this week against the Bears, that could that number would jump up to about 32%. But right now, the biggest enemy of the Rams is the Vikings. It's not even the Seahawks or the 49ers. From a playoff perspective, the Rams' biggest enemy right now is the Vikings. And filling out the wins and losses that I am predicting, and to just, I'll be candid with you guys, I have, I've, I'm predicting the Rams lose to the Ravens and 49ers. I'm not hoping that happens, but that's my prediction. And that would end the Rams' season with a 48% chance to make the postseason. If you want to check out these numbers yourself or put in your own predictions, the simulation website that I used was actually NewYorkTimes.com. And an easy way to find this, I was trying to f find ways to Google and and pull this website up. Uh, if you look up, oh, actually, let me see. I think I still have it typed into my browser. I just typed in Los Angeles Rams odds to make playoffs 2019, and it was the first uh, the the first article up or the first page up so that was very good so Los Angeles Rams odds to make the the playoffs 2019 and you guys can kind of fill it out yourself you guys can let me know if you think I'm way off if uh, uh, if only losses to the 49ers and and Ravens or how dare I predict that the Rams are going to lose some games whatever you guys happen to to feel you guys can always tweet me at Ram showcase people people love tweeting me angry things so you know hop on board it doesn't bother me at all, and it doesn't change my life at all. So if you guys want to talk some talk some trash, that's fine. It's fine. That's what the internet's for, I think, is to just make comments to people that you don't know and try to hurt their feelings. But joke's on you. I don't have emotions anymore. So, you know, you got to deal with that. Let's take a look at some transactions. Uh, let's see. The Rams have officially added linebacker Bryce Hager and center Brian Allen to IR. If you guys missed the Brian Allen injury, 
Uh, it was not good. He got carted off from the sideline. Bryce Hager hasn't played in a few weeks. Uh, the good news on Hager is the fact that Troy Reader is actually playing pretty well in that spot. So it doesn't necessarily just take a huge hit to the Rams defense. But Brian Allen on the offensive line, that is a big hit for sure. He's the Rams starting center. He's the one calling that stuff out. So that's going to be interesting to see how the Rams uh, overcome or try to overcome that loss, as well as another loss that we'll talk about here shortly along the offensive line. Uh, But based on the offensive line, the Rams did sign offensive lineman Chandler Brewer off of the practice squad, as well as defensive back Dante Dion. And those guys, like I said, came off the practice squad. Chandler Brewer is a guy that I expected off the practice squad. I did post about it on my personal Facebook page. Uh, I said, don't be surprised if Chandler Brewer gets pulled up from the practice squad. And I'm not saying that because it's like I'm I predict I'm some magician who can see into the future or anything. It's uh, that was obvious that Chandler Brewer was go- was he was going to come into the active roster. It just made made a lot of sense. We now go under the ridge top. This is a segment that has appeared a few times and normally is accompanied by a video segment, but that's not happening this time. So you guys just get to listen to me. Uh, it's just part of the podcast this time, but videos will be coming back as soon as my schedule lightens up, which is yet to be determined, but I'm thinking it could potentially be once school is done, which is, uh, I believe... September next year is when I graduate, so that'll be uh, that'll be fun. And then I'll have a little, bit, hopefully, some more time. Hopefully, I don't just get thrust into a job that's insane or something. But uh, we go under the ridge top. That's a sheriff theme for you guys, which is my favorite thing to do. So let me just—I I just want to preface this a little bit by letting you guys know that these are the opinions of Sheriff Joe Bags, and I guess they do kind of represent Ram Showcase in a way, because I'm the only person here at Ram Showcase, but I don't want this to really steer you guys to believing something or to be posting stuff about certain people or anything. I just want to kind of let you guys know just some thoughts that I have, because I do have thoughts. It's weird how that works out after I watch a game. So first, I want to start. Rams running back Todd Gurley did not touch the football in the fourth quarter. He averaged 6.1 yards per carry during the game did not get a touch in the fourth quarter i did have this conversation with a couple rams fans about that they didn't like the fact that he was laughing on the sideline when he was on the bike in the fourth quarter and i normally 100 percent agree with that there was just something about his mannerisms that didn't bother me normally when the rams are losing and somebody's laughing on the sideline i lose my mind like pretty quick i am immediately frustrated like get your head in the game man why am i taking this more serious than you are You know, I kind of just get frustrated. But Todd Gurley wasn't even getting the football. He missed two straight drives. They didn't even put him out there. And he wasn't touching the football. He had a great game and wasn't touching the ball. So from that perspective, I totally understand where Todd Gurley is kind of coming from in this regard. And he was probably trying to make light with his co-workers really the other the other players trying to make light of the fact that he's not touching the football he was asked about this and he mentioned I'm used to it when asked about not touching the football in the fourth quarter he said I'm used to it that is not a good thing and that is actually the first thing that we've seen from any player in the Rams organization since Sean McVay has been hired that is kind of taken a jab at coaching and 
I think it is completely warranted that Todd Gurley made that comment. It wasn't overly aggressive. He wasn't like, well, Mike McVay doesn't get me the football. He didn't say anything like that. He didn't actually name drop anybody. He just mentioned he's used to it, which, in fairness, Todd Gurley has 18 rushing yards in the last seven Rams games, and that cannot be good, especially when you're looking at a one-possession game in a game the offense was struggling and he was one of the only bright spots on the offense. I think that that's a problem. Wide receiver Cooper Cup did not have a catch in the entire game. Credit the Steelers' defense. The Steelers' defense did a really good job of treating him like a superstar and not allowing him to just do whatever he wanted out there. But also, I think this has a little bit to do with the Brandon Cooks injury. You take Brandon Cooks off the field, and some more attention is going to go to these other receivers, such as Cooper Cup, who is, in my opinion, the Rams' best offensive player at this this current moment. Uh, So we can blame the offensive line, we can blame Jared Goff, both could easily be blamed with strong points to back that up. And I've I've had this conversation, I'm sure most of you guys have had this conversation, on one side or the other. Whether you're blaming the offensive line, uh, blaming Jared Goff, blaming both of them, blaming neither. I've seen it all, and I'm sure uh, that somebody, uh, all of you guys listening to me, I'm sure you're in, in one of those camps. But play calling needs to be blamed first. There is no rhythm to the offense right now, and Sean McVay simply has to get better. He's calling plays like he lacks confidence in the players. I believe that McVay is an awesome coach. I love having Sean McVay as the Rams head coach. It's not my decision, okay? I didn't hire him and stuff like that, I, but I like McVay being here. I like him being the Rams coach. I just think he's outthinking himself just a little bit lately, and he's just in a learning patch at the moment. He's still a young coach. He hasn't been here that long, and I think that we're taking those first couple years a little bit for granted, but... Oh, I don't want to, maybe, maybe not for granted, but maybe we, we thought that that's just what we were going to be, and that's not how the NFL works. You can be an incredible team and have rough years. That, that can happen. You can be a really good coach and have bad years. You can be a really good quarterback and have bad years. It happens. Uh, so will he kind of get past this learning path to this season or next? None of us really know, but I do believe that there is a, a fair place to to blame the coaching staff here and not to not to the point where we need to fire McVeigh or we need to fire anybody else but the lack of confidence if, from what I'm seeing is a lack of confidence from McVeigh I think that's also leaking down to Jared Goff who looks like he's not playing confident either and that is under the ridge top we're gonna shift gears now we're gonna look at the leaderboard and uh, this is something that I've instituted this. Is that the right word? I don't even know. I, I've implemented. That's the right word. That's the one I was looking for. I put this in this year and I'm liking this segment. Haven't heard any feedback on it, but I'm assuming because no negative feedback, I'm assuming that you guys are liking this one. So we're just going to keep on rocking. So let's take a look at the standings. The 49ers still lead the NFC West at 8-1. and one. Seattle Seahawks right behind them at 8-2 and two with a big win over the 49ers in an incredible game. If you're a football fan, that was a great game to watch on Monday Night Football. It was really exciting. Uh, they got the Rams sitting at third at 5-4, and four, three games back uh, from, the, from the lead there with seven games to play. And the Arizona Cardinals round out the NFC West at 3-6-1. The Minnesota Vikings sit at 7-3 and, and really... 
Like I had mentioned earlier, this is the team that the Rams are chasing right now. It's a little bit tougher to catch the Seahawks and 49ers, especially with losses to each of those teams already. But the Rams are looking at the Vikings right now, a couple games behind them. But the Vikings are still that team that, that the Rams are chasing. Rams are currently the first team out looking in into the uh, the NFC playoff race. So there is still hope in this season. And I see a lot of people saying like, I oh, might as well tank the season, try to get a good second round pick. First of all, draft day is Rams fans under the McVay era has been super boring. Draft day for Rams fans under McVay has not been an exciting time. It's usually to just fill out some depth, try to pick up some players that you're going to develop over the next couple of years, and hopefully they can play within a decent amount of time. We kind of got lucky with Taylor Rapp, where he was able to contribute immediately, and I think Daryl Henderson has been doing great. I know everybody's still a little mad at that one fumble he had, but I think he's been playing really strong, if you take away that fumble especially. Let's take a look at the statistics here, statistical leaderboards, passing yards. Jared Goff sits in seventh. That bye week is kind of creeping him down that list a little bit. He was leading uh, going into the bye week, uh, leading the league. Receiving yards, Cooper Cup sits at sixth in the NFL. Rushing touchdowns, Todd Gurley is tied for seventh. In tackles, Corey Littleton is tied for tenth in the NFL. And sacks. Clay Matthews, who has missed a decent amount of games for the Rams this year, is is still leading the team in sacks and is tied for 10th in the NFL in that regard. Let's take a look at the injury report before we head to this game preview. And uh, really, I didn't go super in-depth on this one this this time. I just wanted to let you guys know that uh, Rob Havenstein will not play in Week 11 versus the Bears, and neither will wide receiver Brandon Cooks. Rob Havenstein will be replaced by Bobby Evans, rookie out of OU. We have not seen him yet this year, but he will be the second rookie starting along the Rams offensive line. And then, of course, Brandon Cooks. We already know who's going to really replace him. It's going to be Josh Reynolds out there. Uh, Josh Reynolds did have a pretty decent game, but he's just he's got to get more into it. And I think a lot of that just, again, falls to play calling. I think the play calling has just shown a lack of confidence in the in the team's ability to move the football and like I said, I think McVeigh is just outthinking himself a little bit. Uh, it kind of just feels like McVeigh is like the mindset feels like you guys can tell me if I'm wrong. Interrupt me if I'm wrong on this pre-recorded podcast. But uh, it, it kind of feels like McVeigh is thinking, OK, well, I normally would want to do this in this situation, but they know that. So I'm going to go ahead and do this. But if they think I'm going to do that because of, originally I was going to do that and they knew that, then I'm going to go ahead and do this and maybe they won't be prepared for that. That's what it feels like to me. And I don't even know if you guys could follow that, but that's that's how it comes off to me. So uh, those are your uh, your your injuries right now. And those are the big ones. Offensive line definitely getting ripped apart. Brandon Cooks hopefully can return soon. The Rams uh, Sunday night football this week against the Bears. Next week, Monday night football against the Baltimore Ravens, where the Rams will be in their color rush uniforms, which will be a lot of fun. I love those uniforms. They're probably my favorites. I think it's time to get into the game preview after Reggie hits the music. Sunday night football. We have the Chicago Bears at 4 and 5 at the Los Angeles Rams sitting at 5 and 4. Game kicks off at 5:20 p.m. Los Angeles time. The Rams opened up as 7-point favorites with the over under at 41.5. I did want to mention really fast for you guys uh, I did. I was able to check a tweet, and I have one addition to the injury report. Uh, tight end Tyler Higby did not participate in Wednesday's practice. 
and uh, Gerald Everett limited in Wednesday's practice, so could be short at tight end as well. Let's take a look at the history of this matchup before we get into the matchup itself. The Bears lead the all-time series 54-36-3, so no chance that the Rams can tie that series up in this game. Uh, but, you know, we can make up some ground. <laughs> make up a little bit of ground. There. 19 games back, or set, was that 18 games back. We can do this. We can do this. It's going to take a couple years, but we got this. The most recent game between these two came on December 9th, 2018, just a year ago. That was a 6-15 to win by the Chicago Bears. That game was also played in prime time. And it was one of the. It was the first game last year that we kind of saw a, a little bit of a, a dent in the armor of Sean McVay's offense, and he wasn't able to get it going. Did not score a touchdown that game. That was the first time under Sean McVay the Rams didn't score a touchdown. So still looking for that revenge this time against the Chicago Bears. The first matchup between these two came on October 10th of 1937, and that was a 20 to two win for the Chicago Bears against the then Cleveland Rams. Uh, when the Rams are at home in the series, the Bears lead the all-time series 23-22-1 and and have outscored the Rams by just 15 points. So if the Rams can win by 15 points and, well, and win by, <laughs> by 15 points, it would be completely knotted up as, as far as Rams at Bears 23-23-1 with total points being completely even, so we'll, we'll see what happens there. Let's take a look at the matchup of this game. This is the Rams offense versus the Chicago Bears defense. In total offense, the Rams are 12th, the Chicago defense is 9th. Passing the football, the Rams rank 6th, the Bears defense is 15th against the pass. Running the football, the Rams are tied for 20th, the Bears defense is 9th. And in points per game, the Rams rank 10th, the Bears defense 4th. Very strong defense for the Chicago Bears coming in. And on the other side, Chicago offense versus the Los Angeles Rams defense. We have in total yards, the, the Bears rank 29th, the Rams defense is 11th. Passing the football, the Bears rank 30th, the Rams defense is 17th. Running the football, the Bears rank 28th, the Rams are tied for 5th. And in points per game, the Bears are 27th in the league, and the Rams' defense is tied for 15th, which is a little interesting, all right? So we got uh, the Rams' offense is clearly way better than the Bears' offense, but has been struggling recently and only put up three points last week against the Steelers. And pretty good defenses. You got the 9th-ranked defense for the Bears, the 11th-ranked defense for your Rams. So I really do anticipate this being a really tight game, it's it's really a battle of two really strong defenses against offenses that are having a lot of trouble moving the football. Uh, it's very realistic. This this game could end like three to zero. That could very well be a thing. I, it could be a defensive battle, uh, it, or we could see something different. You never know when this Rams offense is gonna gonna get it going. And especially, you have to understand that that uh, it if McVay really is the genius coach we think he is, he's gonna have to understand that. He's part of the problem in this. Uh, the Rams have very strong players. You can't put it only on the offensive line because you kind of just got to adjust for that. And the Rams still have really good players. And, you know, so I, I think uh, I think he is, though, a good enough coach to to realize and be able to look inwards and, and, and figure out what he's doing wrong and how he's utilizing his players and find a better way to do that, to move the football down the field and score touchdowns. The only touchdown the Rams scored came from Dante Fowler, the outside linebacker last week. So got to fix that a little bit. I also do want to mention, uh, this has really like very little to do with my overall opinion of that game, 
but holy moly were the refs bad on both sides. I'm not even going to I'm not going to go into it too crazy, but both teams got absolutely ripped up by the refs in that game. So hopefully we just get some cleaner officiating in this game. Uh, I know the refs have a very difficult job, and I think both of the of the Steelers touchdowns last week shouldn't have been. But you know what? That's neither here nor there. The game is over now. The Rams are at five and four and complaining about the refs isn't going to make the Rams six and three. So I just wanted to mention that, that hopefully we get a little bit cleaner game because the Rams, uh, it, it was not so good last week, but the Steelers also got screwed on a couple calls, and I'll be I'll be the first to admit that. So it's just I just want to see some good refs. That's all. I mean, it just happens, man. But uh, let's take a look. Ooh, it's time for Joe Stradamus. Reggie, quick on that music, by the way, I love it. All right, so my Joe Stradamus pick this week. A lot of the conversation, uh, Todd, Todd Gurley was act, asked about this. Sean McVay was asked about this. I was asked about this. I'm not even part of the Rams organization, and I've been asked about this. Why didn't Todd Gurley touch the football in the fourth quarter, especially with him playing so well throughout the, the rest of the game? For the first three quarters, he was playing really strong. So uh, my Joe Stradamus pick this week is that Sean McVay says, okay, you want Todd Gurley, you've got Todd Gurley. I'm predicting... 28 touches for Todd Gurley, three touchdowns, and then all of us get to say, we knew it, and it's going to be really fun, so that's a, that's my Joe Stradamus pick for you guys, I hope you guys like it, and uh, that is <laughs> that is going to do it for me, uh, just a quick roundup for you guys, so well, we're looking at a 17 game season, that could happen, we could have well, one more year of a 16 game season, and then we could have no more 500 records, barring any ties of course. Uh, let's see, what do I want to mention here? With a win, the the Rams' playoff chances jump to about 32%, not as high as we were looking at last year, where this time of year we were looking at like a 98% chance. They had to suffer a, like a massive meltdown to miss the playoffs. Uh, offensive line getting absolutely beat up. Chandler Brewer comes up from the practice squad. Rams are three games back of the lead of the NFC West with only seven games to play, but are really chasing the Vikings here. And then we got the Chicago Bears coming to town. The Los Angeles Rams hosting the Chicago Bears Sunday night football. Been waiting all day for Sunday night. I sing that to myself usually throughout the day as I'm jonesing for some Rams football. And, uh, yeah, it is true. I wait all day for Sunday night when it's the Rams, for sure, all the time, every time. Uh, but that is going to do it for me. Uh, make sure you guys follow the Ram Showcase on all your favorite social media. That is at Ram Showcase on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Ram Showcase. You can follow myself as well at Sheriff Joe Bags on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Sheriff Joe Bags. And uh, I think that does it for me. I, I teased a little bit of a, a an announcement last week. Uh, unfortunately, I'm going to have to push that back again, but my schedule is just, my schedule's bananas right now, and we're working through that, so I gotta, gotta, gotta pay the bills, you know what I mean, and I uh, gotta get this degree that is uh, the focus right now, so uh, uh, there is something cool coming, but I have to wait until I have some time, uh, until I can really implement it and know that I can do it every single week, I don't want to do it just once or twice, and then not be able to do it because of time constraints. So I hope you guys all understand that. But that is going to do it for me. I am Sheriff Joe Bags. This has been Rams Showcase on Sports War Radio. For those of you that aren't Rams fans, our thoughts and prayers are with you. For those of you that are Rams fans, thank you guys so much for listening, and you guys have a great night.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.